the book of Exodus, chapter 14. In the book of Exodus, chapter 14, starting at verse 19, you will find these words. And the angel of God, who went before the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it was a cloud and darkness to the one, and it gave light by night to the other, so that one did not come near the other all that night. Today, saints of God, I want to talk with you from the thought, Operation Destiny. Operation Destiny. In the background context of this particular passage, we realize that now the children of Israel have moved out of the Egyptian camp. But we realize as well that there have been plagues that the Lord has executed against the Egyptians. The final plague being the plague of the firstborn. And during that plague, amen, God instituted the first of three feasts. There are actually four, but they combine two of them together. And that is the feast of Passover. The feast of Passover is the only feast that was instituted while the children of God were still in bondage. I, I want to stop there for a minute and let us know that when we think about these feasts, there is something that is instituted into every human's life while they're still in bondage. And that is the opportunity to call upon the name of the Lord to be saved. Not to be one who understands systematic theology or ecclesiology or soteriology, but no, simply to call on the name of the Lord to be saved. And the Passover represents the salvation of the Lord in the life of a people who were under bondage. The Egyptian nation represents bondage and sin. Amen. And that God shows his glory by defeating the Pharaoh. Amen. And showing that he has authority over all. And he also shows his love for a nation that had been in bondage, amen, for 430 years. 
It didn't start out that way. It started out as a good thing. Amen. Because in the beginning, we find that Joseph, the son of Israel, was the prime minister through a series of trials and tribulations and events where God made his destiny to be the one who would save his people from a famine. But by the time we get to Exodus, we find out that the Pharaoh is now a Pharaoh who knew not Joseph. Amen. This Pharaoh was far away from the teachings and the doctrine and the understanding of the Israeli nation and their covenant God who was in covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So now things had turned for the worse. Sometimes in our lives, amen, something that starts out good, amen, it ends up turning for the worst. Sometimes it's a job or sometimes it's a marriage. Sometimes it's a business relationship, amen. Sometimes it's a church experience that started out good and ended up in a bad situation. But we must remember every day of our lives that God is still on the throne and he is working, amen, for our good. In the good and the bad, the Bible says all things work together for the good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So we find ourselves, amen, the Israelites are in a bad situation. Amen. Now they've got a Pharaoh that knew not Joseph and he is an oppressive Pharaoh. Amen. Now that God has commissioned Moses to go to Pharaoh and say, let my people go to send Moses as a God to Aaron and Aaron to be a prophet. Amen. Now the Pharaoh says, who is this God of the Israelites with his haughty, arrogant way? And the Lord is going to show him just who he is. The Bible says, amen, that he says around the ninth chapter that God says, I raised him up to show the whole world who I am. That I am not a Lord, but I am the Lord. See, God is still showing folks today that he's not a Lord, he is the Lord. And one of these days, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Every deity, every idol will have to fall down to worship the Lord. But the thing that you and I and everyone that we can reach in the meantime want to be able to do is to fall down voluntarily and not involuntarily. Because involuntary worship is an indictment. Amen. They would end up finding your place in a burning spot that the worm would, the worm would never die and the fire can never be quenched. But those who voluntarily bow a knee to God will find their place in a place of peace that surpasses all understanding. That will have a joy that the world couldn't give and the world can't take away. Have an everlasting to everlasting life that keeps going on and on with no more pain, no more suffering. Amen. We'll be truly delivered. So we look at our text today and we find that the children of Israel have experienced Passover. Amen. They have gone through the Passover experience. Amen. 
But the first time that the Passover was experienced, the Passover was a rushing event. They had to take that lamb without spot or blemish and kill it and take the blood and put on the doorpost and, and over the door because there was a plague coming through by the deaf angel that if he did not see the, the blood on the doorpost that he would take the firstborn of that house. There was a weeping and a wailing in the, the, the kingdom of Egypt at that time because every firstborn child was killed and even the firstborn of the beast. God did this to show the Egyptian world as well as every other nation that he is the Lord. He did it to show his glory. And guess what? He's sovereign and he can do what he wants to do, when he wants to do it, and how he wants to do it. Amen? So we see now as we dig into our text, amen, we see in verse 19, amen, that the angel of God went before the camp. I, I want to bring up a point that God is the program chairman and tour guide for your deliverance. God is not just the one who puts the program together, but he's also the one who leads us through it. Look at the text. And the angel of God. This is a reference not to just any angel, but in theological circles, it's called a theophany or what's also called a Christophany. Theophany means a pre-incarnate um, um, appearance of God. Christophany means a pre-incarnate experience or appearance of Jesus Christ. So most scholars deal with the angel of God as being a Christ appearance, pre-incarnate. Not like he did when he came as Mary's baby, amen. He can appear with a solid or material form, amen. But he does not have to be true flesh and blood, amen. And that's how he was in that time, amen. But we find out that when he came and he was born of a virgin and wrapped in swaddling clothes and he was out there in the manger, amen, that he had true flesh and blood, that surrounded that great spirit. And even today, he still has it, but he has a glorified body to forever be in the form that we will always be able to relate to him. So here the angel of God, who is the program chairman of their deliverance, amen, is also their tour guide. Because after all, they're being delivered in the midst of a plague, amen, and the plague is going on at night. See, this is Passover and their deliverance would be at night. It was on the 15th or the 14th day of the month, amen. And by the 14th day of the month, Amen. It was a full moon. How many of you know that God can orchestrate some things, that everything that's around you will be in the place it needs to be for that orchestration to be carried out? Amen. That's kind of the God that we serve. So the moon was shining bright at this time. Amen. As God led his people to a place that they didn't even know where they were going. But that's why God stepped in and became the tour guide. Because he saw the complete map. He knew where he was taking his folk. So he took, he went before them. And see, that's why, saints of God, we got to slow down some. And we got to 
call on the name of the Lord to let him go before us and some stuff. Because what we do, we start running out in front of God and making a big mess of a whole lot of things. Because we wouldn't slow down long enough to let the Lord be our tour guide. See, folk will get in your life and start telling you what you ought to do and where you ought to be and when you ought to be there. But you know what? At a time, you got to tune all that mess out. And you got to start praying and listening for the voice of God. Because God is not like a man. Amen. Man think they ought to do things this way. But God says, no, it needs to be done that way. And so if nobody understands why you're moving the way you're moving and how you're moving, amen. If God tells you to move that way, you move that way and let all the naysayers be shut up by God. Let them all, the doubters and everything else, when the God delivers you and takes you to where he wants you to be. Because God has a timetable, but it's not like the microwave generation that we live in. The Bible says, be ye not ignorant of this one thing, that God does not count slackness like men count slackness. See, sometimes the saints of God can have to slow way down while the world is going oh so fast. Because the world is running past a whole lot of stuff they should be slowing down and starting to observe. But it's the saints of God, we slow it down so we can get the full picture from God. God is not going to be rushed by anybody. Amen. So we have to get on his timetable. He doesn't get on ours. So we see that the tour guide is leading the folks out from the bondage of Egypt. And it says that he went before the camp of Israel. He's doing the moving and the shaking. He's doing the directing and the correcting. And he moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went before them and stood behind them. So it was, it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it was a cloud and darkness to the one, and it gave light by night to the other, so that the one did not come near the other all night long. Two points out of that I want to bring up, amen. I read those verses together because I need to bring up a few things. And one of the things is just because God is your tour guide, just because he has put the program together, he's the program chairman and he is executed, does not mean that it's not going to be a situation where that trouble will not be in the midst. It does not guarantee that your, your adventure will be absent from trouble. Amen? Amen. Trouble is part of the human condition. Trouble is part of the blessing. Amen. Trouble, don't you know that God uses trouble to make us and shape us? He uses trials and tribulations in our lives, amen, to cut away those things that ought not be in us. Amen. It's not in the good times when everything is going well that we are shaping into the image of God, but it's when we're going through. Amen. It's when trials have come. It's when tribulation. It's when persecution. It's at those times when we find out where we really are and where we need to be. So the Israelites did not take this adventure. They did not take this journey without trouble. The Egyptian armies commanded by the Pharaoh began to pursue them. They began to pursue them because Pharaoh's heart was hard. And he did not have uh, uh, good tidings for them. He had malice. 
But even though God was leaving and leading them, amen, to the place of destiny, trouble was on his way. And today, as I've said once before, talking about this great ambitious vision, amen, that Sister Shepherd has presented, amen, to the church to get on, amen. It's spiritual warfare. God was talking about taking the Israelites out of bondage to a place that they could worship him. In that program, that youth program, we're trying to bring children out of bondage. We're trying to bring them out of the dark, into the light, to a place of worship of God. It's spiritual warfare, but there's some enemies that's going to be pursuing because they don't like it. They love being in control. They love being an oppressor. But God is a deliverer. So even though trouble comes, God is able, amen, to keep us from harm. Amen. The third point I want to lift up is in that vein. And that third point is that as we are continuing on to our destiny, God is able to come between us and our enemy with ample time for us to reach the destination that God has chosen. Look at the text. Do you see that God was well aware that the Egyptians were on the pursuit? He was well aware of that, but he knew how to move and maneuver to get the people where he wanted them to be. And at that moment, then, at that moment, he could move from being in front of them to being behind them. How many of y'all know God is our shield and our buckler? He is our advocate and he is our wartime warrior. He's got all power in his hand. He has all wisdom and all knowledge. And look at the text. When your enemy thinks that they are so strong and your enemy thinks that they are pursuing you and they are catching up, it's just the time to sh for God to show up and to show out. Look at the text. God positions himself from being in front of the nation of Israel to being behind them. See, when you're running a race for the Lord, amen, most times your enemy is going to be pursuing you. Amen. You have your shield in the front, but your back is exposed. But God has an answer even for that. Look at the text. God goes from in the front to the back. And look at the text. He says, thus it was a cloud and darkness to the one. This is something peculiar about this. For those who are Bible readers, amen, and who are knowledgeable of the word of God and this story of Exodus, God was a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. But God knows how to switch in any mode he needs to switch in to make sure that his program goes on. So God has the prerogative. He has the sovereign will that he switched from fire to cloud. And as a cloud, look what happens in the text. On one side, the cloud provided darkness to the one. And on the other side, provided light by night to the other. So that the one did not come near the other all 
that night. Saints, as I was saying earlier, God knows where you are and he knows your destination. Every child of God has a destiny. Every child of God has some things that God has planned for you to do. And there's no devil in hell that can stop you. When God is for you, who can be against you, Sister Terry? When, 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 when they try to come in and try to cut your legs off of under you, we find out here that God has a way of stepping right in. And before you know it, your enemy can't figure out where they are because God has covered them in darkness. But God is so powerful in the same environment, in the same context, that it's darkness to the one, it's light to the other. See, God can show you some stuff and expose some stuff to you that your enemy will never see. While your enemy is trying to dig a ditch for you, trying to dig a grave for you, he can't see you and you standing there watching him dig the hole. Because that's kind of God we serve. But if along the way, hallelujah, this is what I want to bring about of this all night long. I want to bring up is that if by the way that you've gotten to a place that you say, it seems like um, the years have gotten past me. And, I, and, and when I was younger, I could move like this and I could do like that. And, and now I'm getting older and I'm getting slower. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish that which God has planned for me. Get encouragement from this text. Because God knew how every Israeli was made up, in that crowd, there were some that were young. There were some teenagers and 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds and 40-year-olds potentially, amen. But there were also elderly folk who may have been sick and there may have been children who had handicaps that couldn't move as fast as those who were athletic in the front. But the Bible says, amen, that he was between them all that night. Remember, they were crossing over, amen, the Red Sea. They were crossing over, and if you think about it, amen, the Red Sea wasn't that wide so that it would take all night long to cross over. But what we find here is that God will always give you ample time to get to your destiny. Amen. Don't worry about that you can't run like you used to. Don't worry about that you can't jump like you used to. Don't even worry about it. You can't think like you used to or maybe talk like you used to. You may not have the funds that you used to, but that's not the point of the story because all things are the Lord's. Remember that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and they that dwell in it. God's in charge. Don't worry. Go ahead and take your time. Amen. You ain't got to kill yourself because God is protecting you all night long. Amen. Amen. So keep on working towards your destiny. You may have been running at 50 miles an hour earlier and now you're at five. But don't worry. God's got your enemy at bay and it's going to be all night long. So you just keep on walking. You just keep on talking. You just keep telling 
the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for you and you will see the salvation of the Lord in your life today. Not only today, tomorrow and forevermore and your destiny will be reached because he is a 